This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, it's a beautiful day today, which means, as you probably have figured out, it's going to be a beautiful night tonight. And it is Cat Video Festival. We'd love to see you at CHS Field. Bradley, you can leave your naughty, naughty kitty at home. No, I'm going to bring my naughty kitty. Also, never say those words, please. Gross. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, and, you know, tonight is a beautiful night for Cat Video Festival, but last night was the perfect night for BH90210. Okay, stop. The perfect night. I don't know what that means, but yes, BH90210 finally hit the airwaves. Yeah. BH standing for Beverly Hills, but they got to save time by a brief. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Okay, so let's give people kind of the thumbnail sketch of the premise of this show. Okay, so t- uh, technically speaking, and I'm sorry, Twitter is a beast right now, and I was just trying to give you... Are you some, saying Twitter is a naughty kitty? <clears throat> it is a naughty kitty. Um, here's the Here was the stated premise that uh, the actors who played 90210 characters in the original series were going to play a heightened version of themselves as they came together for a 90210 reunion. And then you'll learn... Spoiler alert, it's not a spoiler, because they talked about this, that they will go on to do a reboot. reunion. Yep. So it's like a reboot, excuse me. So it's the actors playing a heightened version of themselves about to play their characters on a reboot. So it's like a reboot reality parody mockumentary thing. <laughs> Do you see how complicated yep. sounding that yeah. is? Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how this thing got greenlit because I can only imagine that trying to hear Tori Spelling spell that out would be mind numbing. Well, did you did you notice in the very opening credits? So it said under created by it was Jenny and um, Tori. Tori. Yeah. So as it appears in the first episode of this thing that we watched last night called BH90210. They this the episode ends. It's again if you really care and you want to go watch it, turn this radio off or something. But no, 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 don't do we're that. not giving Wait away we're not giving away anything is yeah. what I'm oh, saying. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Um at the end of the very first episode, it basically is the two of them on a couch going, maybe we should do a, a reboot. What? So art imitating life perhaps mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with 
Tori Spelling playing a version of Tori Spelling that's not actually Tori Spelling, but it's still a version of Tori Spelling. I think that they think you think they are. Wait, what did you just... That was as confusing as the plot. So, Tori Spelling (laughs) was playing a version of Tori Spelling. Right. And not necessarily... Tori Spelling as she sees Tori Spelling, but, but how a version we of see. well, a version of what she thinks we, we see. see. Oh my that's gosh, that's in- so meta. That's how inceptiony I got. And I don't know about you last night, Colleen, but my first takeaway from sitting down and watching BH90210, this thing with uh, the cast from 90210, was I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know who these people are or what they're trying to say to me. I Again, I get the premise. Right. But when you say it's a heightened version of themselves, I don't know what that means. I actually would rather see. And OK, this is going to sound just as confusing, but I guess I would rather see a reality show about them trying to get the show made. Do you see what I mean? Like that? I'm more interested in that than this like weird, amplified, cartoony over-the-top version of events. Because what... Okay, let me just give you what I thought when I saw this, and you tell me what you think of this. Again, it's the Beverly Hills 90210 thing, BH90210 last night. So I watched it. I'm spending a lot of time in the first 20 minutes going, wait, they're playing a heightened version of themselves, as it was described to me. Well, the heightened version that I appear to be witnessing is one where these people are essentially... Um, kind of jerks, kind of unfulfilled, mm-hmm. or just kind of bitter. Yep. And I'm like, if it's a heightened version of themselves, that means that there's some truth in the way they're presented, which is really sad. So yes. I, I started watching them sort of, because they do this thing in the beginning where they're like catching you up on where they are in each of their lives. And to a person almost, they just seem unfulfilled. They seem bitter. The only one that was mildly happy seemed... To be Gabrielle um, Carteris. Carteris. Andrea Pease. Andrea. Um, Wait, that's not her last name. Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then within the episode, she becomes very sort of unfulfilled, and we can talk about why. but, But so the first 20 minutes or so, I'm like, oh. These guys, I just feel bad for them. They just seem really washed up and sad. Yeah. Now, I think that's what they wanted us to think about their lives. Because they were sort of maybe poking fun at themselves, but it didn't come across that way to me. And I also did this thing, and I don't know if you did this thing, where you're watching them do the exposition of their lives, and you're like, wait, is that supposed to be Dean McDermott? And then I was like, oh, wait, who is, um, uh, who is, what's his name? The young one. Uh, Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. Who is he married to? Is he married to a musician? Yeah. No, he's married to Megan Fox. Oh, Mm-hmm. So, but I kept doing that yeah. throughout the whole thing. Like, how much of this is supposed to reflect who they really are? There was like a weird homework going on because yeah, I did which the same is thing. Like, for example, Gabrielle Carteris, the her character, or her her character of her, is the president of the uh, Guild of American Actors. Well, she actually is the president of the Screen Actors Guild, right? So they like made up a fake organization for her to be the fake president of. Because that harkens to her real life where she actually is the president of that. And so there was so much of that going on where I was like, okay, what of this is real? By the way, interestingly, no mention in Ian Ziering's life of trying to keep a weird sci-fi shark movie alive. And also (laughs) he appears to be dating a woman who ultimately is cheating on him. And it's really just, you know, like a house of lies that his marriage is built on. And also, uh, 
Gabby is apparently a secret lesbian. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, so, how much of this is real? Yeah. So, which again is fine. Yeah. Like if they want to take us on all these roads, but I'm just telling you the, like all of the thought that I'm putting into this while I'm watching the first 20 minutes, I don't think is doing them any help in getting me to stay interested and fascinated by what's going on other than just watching it, you know, just for the spectacle. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. Oh, what else did I want to say? It is kind of fun to see them on screen again, sort of in the yes. same way that it was fun to see all the characters of the Facts of Life back together again when they did that trip to Paris or whatever reunion show. But that was like a one-off, right? I'm trying to understand how this is going to sustain. Because right now, I'm not seeing that thing that's going to make me want to tune back in. Yeah, the the nostalgia the nostalgia of seeing them all together in a room for the first time was really awesome. Here's what also flopped or hit the floor as far as I was concerned. So they're playing this like mockumentary, you know, over the top stylized version of themselves. Then they try to work in the whole Luke Perry thing. Oh yeah. Which Luke Perry in real life has passed away. And every time they would mention him, it just seemed like it came across really sad and just like in the midst of all of this like caricature and and stereotype of their characters, they just would drop in like that Luke's not with them and they would show a picture and everybody would kind of be like, oh, I'm 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 not saying they were pretend sad, but it came across very um, like a throwaway almost. Yeah, because the juxtaposition of something real that is sad that happened in real life in the midst of this that they have to acknowledge juxtaposed with this like weird over the top like mockery of who they are. They're like they're all on a private jet being, you know, sad that their lives are so successful. I mean, essentially, that's what it was. By the end of the episode, these people have been so successful in their lives because they were, you know, they did something amazing earlier in their career. Yeah. And while they may not be able to live up, it's sort of like, you know, the high school um, track champion or whatever. Like you would you had all this wonderful fame and fortune. And now you're being bitter about the fact that you don't have that anymore. Right. Even though you have a very successful career in life and And not being appreciative that you had it ever. So so like I'm like that. And then so they're like whining and moaning on this private plane. They're on a private plane. Yeah. Um, And then they're like, oh, we get sad for Luke Perry. It is a little bit, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I wonder, I wonder the choice. I don't know who's writing it, um, but I don't think that Tori Spelling should be involved in making the funny at all. Well, she (laughs) comes across as very sad. This is another thing where when you're thinking to yourself, I'm watching Tori Spelling be herself you're like, wow. And they're like calling her out on the fact that her life is sad and pathetic. Yes. And I'm like, but isn't that supposed to be a heightened version of what she really is? Which wouldn't that be really sad and depressing yes. to like stand in front of Tori Spelling and be like, you're a hot mess? Yes. Oh, so do you get secondhand embarrassment oh, yes. for her? Yes. For all of them, and it's but specifically weird, her. It's like a weird type of <clears throat> processing that I don't want to be present for. Yeah. You know, like I feel like this is like should be worked out on a therapist's couch, not in front of me. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. And I'm not saying that like there wasn't a way this I will give them points for creativity. This is a clever way for them to get back together. Right. But it's oddly self-serving and kind of tone deaf. Well, also, I just so now you're trying to get me to fall in love with characters who don't exist. Yeah. In addition to the ones And by the way, you didn't give me any exposition of these people, like the actual characters that they played, because 
I think we're all nostalgic for that. Yeah. If, you know, maybe they thought they needed to do this for a new audience because a new audience wouldn't appreciate just, they wouldn't just love the original characters or something. Or again, I just feel like somebody was trying to be too clever by half and it just did not come off well. I think we love their characters. Right. We don't need to love the individuals. Right. Maybe it's because we're so jaded and, and, you know, pop culture and Hollywood and celebrity that we think about it way too much. And maybe other people just sort of thought it was, you know, kind of tongue in cheek and they're interested to see where it goes. But you already did a great job getting us to love your characters who you played. Yeah. Why are you creating new characters right. for me to fall in love that with? That I'm supposed to fall in love with who don't seem to have a whole lot of redeeming qualities. Yeah. Add to that, and this is really, to me, the only reason I would go back and watch now the second episode, which will air next week, is that um, the character of Brenda, Shannon Doherty, she didn't, she showed up very little, and she does not join the group in the first episode. So she's not, and that would be, that's the one, and I think that they did that on purpose, because now you do have a reason to tune in just next week to see how they incorporate her into the... But then after that, what's next? Yeah. I think that the season is only six episodes. So I think time will tell, but I do feel like they might run out of road with this with this whole scenario. Yeah. I just hope that in another 20 years, they do another series playing heightened versions of the heightened, heightened versions, versions of themselves, themselves playing their well, original they reboot characters. The, oh, my yeah. gosh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. It's time for a dirt alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, my friends. Nice to see you on this fine afternoon. It really is a fine afternoon, actually. It is. It's It's a perfect day for Cat Video Festival. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy. My talk keyword cat. Do it. Mm -hmm. No. Okay, you guys, I have some sad news about Brooke Mueller, who is Charlie Sheen's ex and Ooh. the mother of his twins. She There's a new video that is going all over the place, and it shows her um, getting ready to smoke what looks to be crystal meth <sighs> in a filthy van as one of their young sons, who's nine, is sitting upstairs alone in a oh, hotel room. No, 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 no. Um, Brooke does not look good in this video. I mean, she she has a real struggle with addiction, and this isn't like... Any addiction. I mean, it's like real deal crystal meth addiction. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Do you remember when she was having was struggling before and the kids were not able to be with her? Uh-huh. And the kids, of course, can't be with Charlie Sheen because he's Charlie Sheen. Right. Denise Richards took. Do you uh-huh. remember that? Took the twins. Yes. Yeah. Took the twins. So earlier in the day, uh, Brooke Mueller left this one little boy um, alone so this was happening. So the incident occurred last summer. So I okay. want to be clear. About- hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13 that this isn't like just now it's just that this is video of it and it's making the rounds now um, but at the time one of the boys was at camp the other little boy was with her and she left him alone with strangers is what page six is reporting both men at a restaurant in Coeur Idaho while she ran off to score some drugs she returned after an hour she brought suitcases of drugs with her on a jaunt to Southampton last month And um, page six saying that during that same trip last month, she was caught on audio tape trying to score crystal meth and bargain basement black tar heroin. Mm. And she just continues to have this type of behavior that then is landing her in the hands of total strangers. Mm. And it's like, I mean, how long until you run into somebody who's not great? Or has she before? Yeah. You just hope that the right people are paying attention so that they can... Make sure those kids are safe. Yeah, These kids. That's the thing that I worry the most about. Yeah, they're nine. They're nine. Shia LaBeouf, there's a new trailer out um, because he is playing his own father in um, a movie. So it's a fictionalized version of his own father. And he was in rehab while he wrote the script for the movie. It's called Honey Boy. And this is it's like a loosely autobiographical new movie that digs into the complicated relationship of Shia LaBeouf and his dad. And he's going wow. to play his own dad. Why so did, the first trailer just um, came out today. Why? I guess. Because Shia LaBeouf. Shia I mean, LaBeouf. like, what about this story made somebody think it was worth a movie, I guess I'm saying? Shia LaBeouf. Shia Probably LaBeouf. The name Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Just, just Shia okay. LaBeouf, right. though. It's going to open in theaters November 8th. So it's like a real deal It's movie. happening. It's coming out. Yeah. But the director of the movie says um, that they really had to work to overcome uncomfortable moments. And he said, I think he's done the bravest thing anyone could do. He played his own father with whom he has the most complicated relationship. Oh, that I mean, I'm curious enough about this that I'd like to know more. I'll probably watch the trailer. And I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. But I think if it pops up on some sort of yeah. thing. Also, well, so, I haven't been to a movie theater in more than four years. I know. That's why I just watch the trailers and then I review them on the show. <laughs> also, a loosely based autobiography means I don't take any of it seriously. Right. I know. So I'm just I'm confused. Well, Shia LaBeouf also did the but thing where so he just like sat life. there. Yeah. Forever. I don't know. He just, just I, he's an interesting character. He's an interesting yeah. character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe the movie will help explain that. I don't mm. know. Or maybe it'll leave us with more questions. Probably that. Taylor Swift uh, doing a new interview with Vogue for the magazine September cover issue, rehashing details of all of the hate that was spewed at her on social media when she got into a, a fight and a feud with Kim Kardashian West. So fans will recall that Kim Kardashian referred to Taylor Swift as a snake on Twitter. And then there were all of these hashtags and all that stuff. And here's what Taylor Swift said, a mass public shaming with millions of people saying you are quote unquote canceled is a very isolating experience. I don't think that there are many people who can actually understand what it's like to have millions of people hate you very loudly. 
when you say someone is canceled, it's not a TV show. It's a human being. You're sending mass amounts of messaging to this person to either shut up, disappear, or it could be also perceived as kill yourself. Um, here's the thing. I don't know, T-Swift. I am kind of tired of being in Taylor Swift's therapy sessions. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. but And I'm not like she makes valid arguments that are important for the average person to understand what happens when people are publicly shamed. Right. The problem is she does it on the Taylor Swift scale, which nobody can is all to. about her yeah. wanting us to understand just how bad it was for her. Mm-hmm. And that's, it is not very relate. It ceases to be relatable when she says things like nobody can understand what it's like to have that on the, yeah, well, of course not, because yeah. there's only you. Right. So. Yeah. so then it becomes about Taylor. It, it's about us as far as everybody else can understand and put themselves in the scenario. Yeah. Otherwise, at this point, it's just about serving Taylor Swift's need to process something that happened to her. I and do. that's best done, really, on a couch with somebody who you pay to yeah. listen to your problems. I think this is fair. I do think that you're right, that there seems to be, and even in some of these situations where she's talking about you know, her music and Scooter Braun buying the studio and buying her catalog of music. The challenge is that it it's like these really raw emotions, I feel like should be are best shared with people in your inner circle and yeah. your therapist. Mm-hmm. But then the the more factual this was inappropriate. Yeah. That can be shared publicly. Yes. I don't know. I th- And I think the problem is she's just, I think she's in this cycle of always opening herself up for more hurt. Mm-hmm. And she could maybe minimize some of the hurt if she would just keep some of those things a little bit closer to the vest. Yeah. I mean, share them. But pay someone to share Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. For that. I, should, I should make an appointment. There you go. See? Shouldn't we all? That lovely dirt alert. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30-seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right and win a prize. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. But you have to call in order to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and no, Hi. I'm actually serious, you guys. No, you literally have to call or we're screwed. Nobody actually has called yet. And we're giving mm-hmm. away a free car. What? No, we're not, actually. I think but we're pretend we are and call 651-641-1071. Maybe the, maybe the radio station went dead and we don't even know it, and so we're just broadcasting into the ether. That's happened before. But we would know, though. We'd get some emails. But maybe the world ended five seconds ago, and we don't know. Because this is really, I mean, it's a pretty strong room we're in here. Yeah. Uh, we do, it does appear as though we have someone calling. Yay! Uh, because it is... It's actually me, I... Called in on my cell phone. How are you doing that at the same time? Beep, boop, bop, boop, beep. We do have somebody to play the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Oh, who's on the phone today, Holly? We have Steve on the line, and guess what? Steve is playing for a vintage MyTalk 1071 project down in Dirty Rock Band t-shirt. Wow. All right. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. You ready to go? I'm ready. Here we go. Abbey Road is an album by which band? What was that again? Abbey Road is an album by which band? Ian Ziering and Tara Reid starred in what TV movie series? Sharknado. 
The Fortress of Solitude is a hangout for what superhero? I don't know. Uh, Ant-Man. Nope. Batman. Nope. Uh, something. He wears a, Wonder he, Woman. He wears a cape. <laughs> what was I mean, that? A lot of them do. He wears a cape. Uh, Spider-Man. Nope. He flies. Flies. I don't know. Sorry, you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. But we will give another opportunity tomorrow at 1230. That's when we do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Let's answer those questions, okay? So the Fortress of Solitude is a hangout for? Superman. Superman. Uh, We didn't even get to the last two. What color are Smurfs? Blue. And Lover is the upcoming album by which music star? T-Swift. Taylor Swift. And now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Okay, let's uh, solve some celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. Now, do you want to start out? We've got levels of ick today. fun. Do you want to start out with semi-ick? Ick and super ick. Let's where, where let's do you want to start? In, let's go in ick order. Let's okay. you know start with the least ick and get all the way ick. Okay, does that sound good, Brad? Yeah. All okay. right. So here is the mildly ick. Which soon-to-be ex-husband of that talk show host has already applied for a marriage license with his former mistress? Mm. And no, he's not becoming his soon-to-be ex-wife's manager again. She's doing fine without him, and it would definitely screw up her sobriety and health, not to mention her career if she got back with him for business purposes. That's Kevin Hunter. And Wendy Williams. Exactly. Thank you. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Can you fill in the blank? Okay, so uh, Kevin Hunter has already applied for a marriage license with his former mistress. Mistress? Exactly. And no... (laughs) Kevin Hunter is not becoming Wendy Williams' manager again. Wendy is doing fine without Kevin Hunter, so it would definitely screw up Wendy's sobriety and health, not to mention Wendy Williams' career, if she got back with Kevin Hunter for business purposes. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, that, that all seems plausible. We've yeah. talked about that at length on our show, so yeah. not totally outside of the realm of things we and that postulated. was very mildly ick. All right. Moving on. Let's get icker. All right. For your medium ick story, your medium disgusting blind item here, uh, Colleen and Bradley try to solve this celebrity gossip mystery. She doesn't need the money. She is an A-list, mostly movie actress who is a multiple Oscar winner slash nominee. She has been in a decade-long relationship with several married men. She loves being their mistress. She says the best sex is forbidden sex. And if it starts to get stale or old with one of her married men, she moves on to another. She's only had one public boyfriend in the past decade because of her love of these married men. Her relationship crashed and burned when she couldn't hide it from the boyfriend any longer. And she has no plans to stop what she is doing anytime soon. Wow. So there's a lot, but think about a a A-list actress who is a multiple Oscar winner slash nominee. I mean, it's not Meryl Streep. No. I was thinking that would be very interesting. Uh, well, Although, so sh- could be interesting. Could be her, maybe. Isn't she married? I feel yeah, like she's she married. Yeah. 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 So it's an un... Is it, and the person that we're talking about is unmarried. Correct. Um, so is it somebody, though, of that sort of age group? No, younger. Younger. So oh. 
going with some of the comments section in crazydaysandnights.net where we source this blind item. People are pointing to one person in particular, uh, but there are a couple names that are uh, floating around here. Yeah, floating around. Bradley, did you have an idea? It's not Jennifer Lawrence. No. She's in a relationship. Yeah. Um, Are we talking that era? uh, A little bit older. Just like so in between. So between J-Law and Mary Street. Like Halle Berry style? Oh, there you go. That'd be a good one. Uh, That's a good one, but people weren't pointing Uh, her out. Okay. Also, I don't. Does she have more than a Academy Award? Uh, no, no. But has she been? Not, I don't even know. Okay, so she's won a Oscar. Uh, Oscar. Oscar. Now, this person that is uh, floating around in the comment section has been nominated for two Oscars and has won a singular Oscar. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Stop it. That's a good guess. Uh, I know. But it's not between Meryl Streep and <laughs> that's Jennifer true. Yeah, Lawrence. and nobody pointed out Whoopi Goldberg. Darn it. But that's a good one, though. I kind of thought so, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay, so it's not her. Jeez. Can we get another hint? She is a drama actor, and she does some comedy. She's oh. tall. She's oh, beautiful. Oh, oh, has she been married? I don't think she oh. has been married. Okay. <laughs> who are you gonna say, Charlize um, Theron? No. Oh, who is that, Colleen? Charlize Theron. Is it Charlize? Oh, interesting. Okay, tell us more. Fill in the blank. Okay, so I'll fill in the blank for you, Charlize Theron. Uh, she's been in a decade-long relationship with several married men. She loves being their mistress and says the best nookie is the forbidden. Wow. And then she dumps them if they get uh, a little boring. Didn't, wasn't there like a rumor? I, I don't know what is tickling the back of my mind. A rumor about her and somebody. Remember, Holly, we looked it up because there was a blind item about her sleeping with somebody who she was in like an ad campaign with. Oh, that was a rumor that it was Brad Pitt and Charlize right. together. But- That's what it was. And then we were looking at the other people that were in that ad campaign and we were like, huh, but that one is married. Yes. And then now we're realizing apparently that's her flavor. Yes. Interesting. That is her flavor. Just like Daiquiri Ice is my flavor at Baskin Robbins. There you Daiquiri go. Daiquiri Ice? But I am not sleeping with married men. Is that men. really your flavor? <laughs> yes, it's delicious and refreshing. Why would you get Daiquiri Ice at an ice cream place? I don't need you to shame my choices right did. now. She's, she's very <laughs> confident in her Daiquiri Ice right uh-huh. now. That is so sad. Well, what would you <laughs> get, Brad? I would probably get blueberry cheesecake. That was my favorite flavor at Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors. Thank you. I'm boring. Or I just am chocolate like, peanut butter. I am just with big mint peanut chocolate butter chip. Lip. Huh? Peanut butter lips? I meant peanut butter swirls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Did you just hear what Colleen said? No. What? Mint chocolate chip. I'm very boring. I just like the classics. I, I don't understand mint anything. What? That you would choose yeah. it. No, you don't have to chew it. It's ice cream. Choose. <laughs> It. Open them ears. Now, I said that we had a mildly ick, an ick, and a super ick in our blind item mysteries. Super ultra ick. Oh, it's coming at you right now. By the way, this is a confirmed blind item, meaning we know who is the super ick person in this blind item. (laughs) This former B plus list actress who has a long, long history in the celebrity world is finally ready to admit. 
that the permanent A++ lister forced her to have sex when she was just 14. I told you years ago that this was the case, but now she is ready to go beyond the whole kissing thing that she has previously admitted to. The guy didn't like anyone above age 14 or 15. If you were 12 and showed interest, he was interested in you. Ooh. Is this a Woody Allen situation? Mm-mm. The other two I'm thinking about are like Michael Jackson or Elvis. The latter, Elvis. Ew. Ooh. So wait, a B what now? Who? Former B plus list actress. So who would Elvis have been having relations who was with? Like super young. Yeah. In the 70s? Like, are we talking fat Elvis? Uh, no, 60s. Oh, okay. So like... Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... Blue Hawaii Elvis? You know, a little after that. Okay. Okay. So she would have been, so in the 60s, she would have been like in her 10s. Think of who he was married to. Uh, Priscilla Presley? Presley? Oh! Fill in the blank. All right, so Priscilla Presley, who of course has a long, long history in the celebrity world, is finally ready to admit that Elvis forced her to have sex with him. Well, raped her when she was 14. And going on, NT Lawyer says, I told you years ago that was the case, but now Priscilla is ready to go beyond the whole kissing story that she had previously admitted to. And Elvis was attracted to teenage girls and as young as 12. I told you. What would be the motivation for her to talk about that now? Her daughter's book, maybe? Money. That could be. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Huh. Mm. I gotta sit with mm. that. Mm. I have to marinate on that disgusting bit of... That's nasty. That's nasty. Very much so. Mm. Thank you, Holly. I told you they yeah, were nasty No, you today. did give us fair warning. Okay. Uh, well, now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is International Cat Day. Meow. And we want to celebrate cat lovers, both by inviting everybody to the uh, the Cat Video Festival, which is tonight at CHS Field. You can get tickets at mytalk1071.com, keyword cats. Uh, and it's a beautiful night for it. But we want to celebrate cats and cat owners right now. If you are an owner of a cat, we need you to uh, tell us your cat's name, but do it in the voice that you talk to your cat in. 651-641-1071. For example, I will go first. When I talk to my cat, Meatloaf, I go, oh, hey, meters. So there you go. 
651-641-1071. Tell us your cat's name in the voice that you talk to your cat. Happy International Cat Day, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And there's two really good ways to celebrate cats today. One of them is go to the Cat Video Festival this evening at CHS Field. All you have to do is go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword cats, to find out all the information you need. It's going to be a beautiful night. It is. Positively <laughs> beautiful. Uh, now, the other way you can celebrate cats today for International Cat Day is by performing a task for us. That is to tell us your cat's name in the voice that you talk to your cat in. So, like, if you say, let's say your cat's name is Cheese, and you say, Cheese! There you that's go. That's what you want us to do. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That seems just fun. fun and dumb. I hope that's nobody it. talks to their cat that way, by the way. It would be kind of scary. Cheese! Uh, 651-641-1071. Let's go to Sydney first. Hi, Sydney. Yes. Hi, Sydney. Okay, tell us your cat's name Ooh. in the voice that you talk your talk to your cat in. Brown Tiger Kitty. <laughs> Brown Tiger Kitty? Yes. Oh, okay. Is the cat's name Brown Tiger? No, its name is Brown Tiger Kitty. Oh, sorry. God, Colleen. <laughs> Duh. Oh my gosh, that delighted me. Thank BTK, you, Sydney. Hey, that's what I would call yeah. her. Oh my gosh, that was a very like emotional. Uh, let's go to Tracy. Uh, Tracy, tell us your cat's name and the voice that you talk to your cat in. It's my Dexter Kitty. <laughs> now I have three cats, but oh. Dexter. Let me look. Well, well, Dexter happens to be my favorite. The other two outside, so oh, they don't hear me. Don't, okay, okay good. good. I was gonna say, don't tell them. I won't. Okay, so do that one more time. It's my Dexter Kitty. <laughs> it's my Dexter Kitty. 651. Thank you, Tracy. 651-641-1071. You know, they have a, there's a theme, I what? think, with the way you talk to your cat. What is it? You have to say kitty? It's like baby, baby talk. Oh, I, sometimes it is. So yeah. meters, meatloaf, we call them yeah. meters. He, we have like a baby voice for him because he's the nice cat. But Teddy's our mean cat. I, he's not really mean. He's just misunderstood. Hmm. And when I talk to Teddy, I say, Teddo, like that. Oh, okay. So it's not always baby talk. It oh, kind of okay. depends on the demeanor of the cat. Got it. At least at my Who house. Knew? Let's go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. We're celebrating International Cat Day. Tell us your cat's name and the voice that you talk to your cat in. Sarah. Mr. Snugglebottom. <laughs> Mr. Snugglebottom? Yep. Is that oh. his given name? His original name was Samson, but my son renamed him to Mr. Snugglebottom. Okay, that's oh. adorable. Thank you, Sarah. Mr. Snugglebottom. Isn't that kind of funny? Bradley, you don't have a cat, but you have a dog. Mm-hmm. How do you talk to Wheezy? Wheezy? I, it really depends. Again, it depends on whether she's being good or bad. If she's bad, she's Louise Catherine, and it's Louise Catherine! <laughs> okay, I don't really talk to her like that. It's usually like, oh, snick. I we call her Snickerpuss a lot of times, uh-huh. so it comes out like, oh, Snickerpuss. <laughs> My little sneaker push. I think it's hilarious yeah. to hear other people talk in their animal voices. Holly, do you want to share a cat voice and a cat name? Sure. So one of my cats is named Sergeant. And I say, hello, Sergeant. See? <laughs> that's But that's your voice. Not really. It's There's, a different yeah, It's very soothing. My oh. old cat, rest in peace, Sam. 
I'd greet him when I would see him at the top of the stairs because he'd greet me at the top of the stairs when I'd come home. Cheer, cheer, cheer. <laughs> then he'd cry. Isn't that oh. funny? Pour one out from a homie. I love it. Oh, yeah. pour one out. Let's go to Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Tell us your cat's name and the voice that you talk to your cat in. Okay, I have two cats, and the first one is Emma. Emma. <laughs> and the other cat is Pumper. Pumpy, Pumperkins. Isn't it funny that you have different voices and different nicknames for your cats? Yep, Thank I you. definitely do. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, I think, like, I call my dog, like, a hundred names. Like, there is never one nickname that sticks. It just really depends on, like, what you're doing. Because, like, when you come home, you know, you're excited and in a good mood. Yep. If the dog is barking at rabbits, you want to, you know strangle her uh-huh. and so maybe th- there's a different tone you got a different voice and a different name for that for that version yeah. of your dog let's go to deb hi deb deb we're celebrating international cat day tell us your cat's name in the voice you talk to your cat in well our little boy we call him chachi and i call him chachers <laughs> chachi, chachi chachi and chachi Joni loves chachi chachi that's so cute yeah cute. Thank you for your call, Deb. Uh, let's go to Christina. Christina, tell us your cat's name and the voice that you talk to your cat in. I have three cats, and these are the voices they talk to us in. Oh, I love that. Okay, so the oldest is Bailey, and he would introduce himself by saying, Hi, my name is Bailey Stewart Hughes Court. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And our, and our second oldest is Callie, and she would say, Hi. I'm Callie. Worship me. Worship me. And our third kitty, Cam, would say, Hello, I am Cam Fong as Jin Ho. I am nice to meet ya. You're my new best friend. (laughs) Oh, Christina, thank you for your call. So not only does she have a voice that she talks to her animals, they have a voice to her. Which is another, like, that's a whole different nuance yeah. that I we have not gotten that deep at our house with our cats. Because our cats are too busy wanting to kill animals outside through the window oh, that God. they don't have time our to talk. Our neighbor's cat, they, it does kill things, is so, oh. I, I'm not a fan. See. My, the neighbor lady, she screamed bloody murder a couple weeks ago, I literally thought somebody was stabbing her. Uh-huh. But it was a her cat had brought a baby bunny to her. No, thank yeah. you. Oh, an offering. Yeah. That means that uh, the cat likes you. Yeah, but it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, cats aren't so good at that kind of yeah. finesse. They're very, you know, Their love catty. language is they're, a little awkward. Exactly. They have an awkward death. love. Exactly. When we come back, our friend Doug Melro is going to be with us to talk about the Red Ribbon Ride after we'll this. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.